What's up, Wizards fans? This is Ryan Dizdier from WashingtonWizards.com. Before we get to today's episode featuring an exclusive interview with Summer League coach Robert Pack, we just want to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by BioFreeze, the official topical reliever of the Washington Wizards. BioFreeze is fast-acting, long-lasting, and a powerful pain reliever that helps you feel no limits. BioFreeze can be found online and in your local retail store. Welcome to another edition of the Off the Bench podcast. Megan McPeak, Ryan Dizder, once again, the guys, for whatever reason, have allowed me to join in and given me the power. I don't know why they keep doing this, but I'm going to keep enjoying it. Uh, we have a great show for you. We're going to talk day three of minicamp before they head to Vegas. We also have assistant coach Robert Pack talking with him about minicamp, what to expect from these guys, who you're looking at on this roster, who you can keep your eye on, and of course, what to expect in Las Vegas during Summer League. Ryan, day three, they did a two-day, two-a-day two yesterday on day two, um, trying to, you know, get the mental game, see where guys are at. What have you seen from, you know, the first two days and now day three of minicamp, four practices before they get out to Vegas? Yeah, it's funny because Coach Pack will mention this later in the episode, but I think the thing that stands out the most from the minicamp so far is the energy level in the gym and guys are clapping and screaming and one after contact, coaches are getting into it. There's just a lot of palpable energy and it's really good to see because especially with these a lot of young guys who are trying to carve out a role in the league for them to be this excited and and this amped up I mean that that's kind of half the battle this early on in the process so seeing all these guys just hyped up every practice even with two days yesterday I'm sure the guys are tired they're they're sore but you couldn't tell because they they kept things going the entire time and I think that's also contributed to just the level of play we've seen on the court because when you're in it mentally and just really excited your the product is going to reflect that so I, I think for me the energy has really stood out yeah I would I would agree with you especially on the communication thing like you walk in to the gym you know 10 15 20 minutes after they've started and you can hear the guys before you even walk through the door um, and obviously with the development of you know the facility it's pretty soundproofed <laughs> but you know before you even walk through the door you can hear the energy and you can almost feel it so I, I would agree with you that the energy and also just seeing these young guys um, and you know coach pack will mention it as well buying into what they want to do and and what their focus is preparing and then when they get out to Las Vegas for summer league so I think that's a nice thing too is because that's the hardest thing when you have guys who you know might be one and done's or might have um, come into the league after their second or third year it's hard to get guys to buy in and and you know really just focus on what you want to do so the fact that they're getting that done in such a short period of time um, so early is, is really nice to see it yeah and uh, I think it's cool to see all these guys just getting ready it, it looks like they're ready to get back on the court in an actual game setting and that'll be the 6th at, at 10 p.m eastern time 7 p.m uh in las vegas but i mean practicing is, is great and it, it can do a lot obviously but there's nothing like a, a real game against a different opponent and i think these guys are ready to just get back out there and, and get after it in vegas yeah as you mentioned saturday uh july 6th 10 p.m eastern 7 pacific on espn washington wizards will be taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. We don't know yet if we will see a Zion Williamson in that game. I don't know about you, but my guess is 
if he doesn't play heavy in summer league, he'll most likely make his debut, quote unquote, against RJ Barrett and the New York Knicks in their second game. That's my guess. Makes sense. (laughs) But you can definitely catch that game on ESPN, as I mentioned, 10 p.m. July 6th on ESPN against the Pelicans. Stay tuned. We've got an awesome conversation with assistant coach Robert Pack. We are joined by assistant coach Robert Pack. Uh, Coach, amazing to have you on the pod. Uh, You obviously, if people don't know, you're a former bullet. You've got the the lineage and the tutelage. Um, Just talk about how, as a coach, you can take your playing experience and put it into coaching. Well, you know, as a player, you, you never think about that um, and all the things you're going through and if it translates to being a, being a coach. But I, I did find, I do find that, you know, things just pop back. You see young players going through certain things and you've, you've been in those situations and it all comes back. And it's, it's great to be able to uh, give that information um, to, to these young players to, you know, talk about different situations, whether on court or off the court, things they're going to go through. And it's been great for me in my 11th year now as a coach to see some of the players that I've worked with and seeing their development and growing that. That gives me, you know, a lot of, I'm always a player <laughs> at heart, but it does give me a lot of pleasure um, seeing the, the young guys develop that I've worked with. You talk about guys developing, especially off the court. What's that like now, especially as you get ready for Las Vegas, summer league team, a lot of young guys. Uh, how do you go about just trying to connect with them and just try to, I guess, um, see see eye to eye with them on, on certain things, on off court things as, as well as on court? The first thing is to remember how, how young they are and, and understand some of the things that they're, they're going through. Um, some of these situations they've never seen, uh, they've thrust into. They were on the college campuses maybe three months ago. Now they're a professional athlete who's uh, you know, financial stuff to take care of, family things, you know, trying to find a place to live as well as trying to just adjust to the NBA game. So with keeping that in mind, you know, it, it allows you to be able to communicate with them on, on, on a certain level, a certain way, um, knowing that they, they have a lot going on to trying to process you know, uh, a lot of things at, at, a, at a rapid pace. So I think, you know, me having the experience of being being there before, understanding what they're going through allows me to, you know, lock in and, and feel situations that in, that may be going on with them at, at different times during the summer. How have you seen, you know, we all know the, the, the game has changed. It's now, you know, spread the floor, threes and twos, especially if you like the analytics, right. <laughs> no mid range. Right. Um, however, you know, there, there are some players, I mean, Bradley Beals, he, he likes hitting the mid range, KD, uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, you know, those guys synonymous for the mid range game. But how have you seen the, the game evolve, especially with the younger guys coming in and how hard that adjustment and that jump to the NBA game is? It's, it's, it's a major jump. And you talk about the analytical piece of it and where, you know, it's either two, you know, threes or, or at the basket, you know, for, for layups. But I think you have to let guys come in and just let them play, you know, initially um, to allow them to just play their game. And then you can start to, you know, talk about different things, you know, sp- specific things you want, want to get done because you want them to feel comfortable about still about basketball, understand that it's still basketball. It's the NBA, but it's still basketball. We want you to do what, what you do well, and then we can, you know, piece little things or add little things to your game. You never want a guy to start thinking about, I have to shoot a three, I have to do this. You want to play basketball. And a lot of those names that you mentioned that are great in the mid-range, I've coached 
you know, whether it's KD, I, I coach Chris Paul's a big mission, mid-range, Russell Westbrook is a mission, now I've coached, and I'm coaching Bradley Bill. I've coached a lot of these guys that they've never changed the game. They've, they've played the game, and I think the game has evolved and, and become more of a spread game, but I think when you, you, you watch the, the great ones and the way they do it, they, they play basketball. If the three's there, they take the three. You know, if you got a clean drive, they take it. And I think if you can teach these guys early on to play basketball and, and not think get consumed with, you know, have to do certain things, I think it's an easier transition for them. On the topic of guys just playing their game and playing basketball, obviously this week we've had gym full of minicamp roster. What's the atmosphere been like? What's the energy level been like? Just talk about what's been going on in the gym the past couple of days. It's been great. The energy has been amazing. I'm so you know, excited about the, the enthusiasm that's, that's been in the gym. And you get a group of guys like this that's, that hasn't been together. Um, that's one thing. And then some of them have been on major workouts for different teams, so you don't know how they, you know, physically how they're coming in. But uh, I just told the guys that I was proud of the way they gave it up. You know, these three days we, we put them through, you know, four, you know, tough practices, you know, both mentally and, and physically, and they all they all did well. And the energy is good. We have as coaches have something to um, go back and look at and, and, and try to process ourselves about you know certain guys and strengths and weaknesses. So we take into Vegas before we start practicing next week. How hard and, and difficult is it for a staff and as a staff to take, it's what, you got 20 guys on the roster that yes. came in mm -hmm. and you've got to cut it down to 12. Yeah. Um, how difficult is that with only four practices to do that? It's very difficult, <laughs> especially when you have all the guys playing hard and competing and in situation settings like this, that's what you're looking for. You, you're looking for you know hard playing guys. You're looking for guys who are willing to compete, relent, nothing. and um, you don't worry about so much of the continuity because you you know they're all new. You're not gonna lock in on you know if everything is running smooth. So you just try to you know just get get the you know the best twelve guys um, from you know skill set you know putting together which guys skill set match the best will give us the best chance to you know you know um, make a good showing in, in Vegas and and that's the way you try to approach a, a situation like this with twenty guys coming from different you know you know, systems and programs and try to put them together and put a team of 12 guys together. What can you say about the way that Rui Hachimura and Admiral Schofield have looked this week? Obviously, the two draft picks, fans are excited about it. How have they looked in this minicamp? They've they looked really, really, really great, um, especially from a physical standpoint. Those guys have been able to get through all the workouts. Um, they look like they're in pretty good shape, and they're both doing what they what they do. Um, you know, Rudy is, is a guy who can, he's got good footwork, good feel for the game. He's been able to play in the, play in the low post. He's, you know, playing in, in the, on the perimeter where he's been able to use the dribble with his quickness and be able to get by by guys. Schofield is, is, is a big, strong guy. You know what I mean? He's not taking any fouls to the locker room, what it means from a, he's throwing that big body around. And I think in this game, you coming in physically, he's already, I think, prepared for the, the bang of this, of, of this league. I think, you know, you, he'll start to be able to feel and understand where he'll be able to have success on the floor. And I think they all made good strides. Both of those guys made great strides from day one to, to this last practice. Off the Bench Podcast, Meg McPeak, Ryan Disder, joined by assistant coach Robert Pack. Coach, um, sticking with Ruth Rui and Admiral, for fans that aren't familiar with their game, mm -hmm. um, obviously with Admiral playing at Tennessee, mm -hmm. closer to the East Coast time zone. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, but then with Rui playing at Gonzaga, not many East Coasters are, are able to stay up to mm -hmm. watch those games. 
who in the NBA um, would you say that their games most resemble? Obviously, we know on draft night, Chauncey Billups made the comparison of a, and he was very he was very specific in his wording, yeah. of a young, mm-hmm. raw Kawhi Leonard for Rui. But who would you say, in your opinion, um, just so fans can kind of have an idea of what they are looking at? You know, when you, you heard Chauncey say that and you watch Rui move, right? he's, he's composed. He's, he's never sped up. He plays at a great pace already. And for young guys, that's, that's tough to, to get them to understand of, you know, how to you know, play, at, play hard but still being able to play at a good pace where you're under control. And when you watch Rui and you see how composed he is, he's never rushed up. He, he's able to find his spots, make the right play. If he's driving the guys open, he's made the right pass. When it was his time and he felt like he had a guy beat, he, he took that opportunity. It's been, you know, really great to see a young player come in with that kind of composure. So the young Kawhi is it's not far off the young Kawhi. I'm stressed <laughs> as, as as well that, you know, wasn't from a perimeter game, wasn't as polished. Um, he was able to, he was he knew Kawhi came in, knew he could rebound, knew he could play tough defense, and he worked played gave you that while he worked on the other thing to develop those skills. And I could see Rudy, you know, you know, going on in, in that same type of path where he has the things that he does well now. He can get to the basket off the dribble uh, against bigger guys. He rebounds well. He's got he got a good feel, you know, he's plays physical, plays hard. And as as the camp went on, he started to play better on the perimeter as well. So I, I think that that's not a bad comparison. You never want to put that on a guy and have that hanging over his head, but I think that's that's not a bad comparison. I, I see um, Admiral, um, he's, you know, you, when you depend on what you see him as in college, you know, he played an undersized four, he has some guys at four, so you watched him play on the perimeter a lot, so his, his perimeter feel is not bad already, so when you talk about a guy um, like an undersized, like a Draymond Green, who, who, who played hard, played more in, in the paint at Michigan State, and then he got to the league and was able to do things off the dribble and make, make plays like that. I think you can see, you know, a young Draymond in Admiral where he's, he's physically he's already prepared for the league. Now as he develops, you, you can see him being able to have that feel where he can make different plays from getting to the basket, making the right passes on, on, on to, to the right open guy, as well as make perimeter shots. His, his stroke is not bad. Um, he, he works really hard at it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing his development over the summer. What about a guy like Justin Robinson, obviously an experienced player, mm-hmm. played relatively close by at Virginia Tech, seems to have a very high basketball IQ. You could make an argument he should have been drafted in the second round. What does a guy like him bring to the, the table in terms of summer league and, and beyond? Bring, bring experience, first of all. When you, you talk about a young guy and you say experience, that's kind of hard. But he gave his experience because he, he played a long time in college. He's not a young guy coming out and one and done. So he's seen a lot of different situations. You know, he's a point guard, and you can see point guard out of him. When he's playing, you can see him trying to get command. And it's, it's tough as a point guard. You want to know all the plays so you know when a guy is out of place, when you can talk and get guys in the right place. And even with the, the short time he's been here, he's been able to pick things up quick and allow his natural point guard you know, skills to take over. And you've seen that, getting guys in the right place, getting into the paint, drawing and kicking, getting guys, you know, making um, other guys look look good out on, on, on the floor because of his ability to get to the basket. And I think you, you'll see him be able to, in summer league, you know, be able to play his game 
because he'll know the plays and he'll have a good feel for what we want to get done out in, in, in during the summer league. And I think he, he, you'll be able to see his his game sooner than some of the other guys because he did have the experience in college of playing a long time. A guy like Troy Copain comes in mm -hmm. from the Orlando system right. on a two-way with them last season, um, was still with them through the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. That's experience that not many players are going to get, although he didn't play, but it's right. still sitting on the bench, you're learning. Absolutely. Um, he comes in, has a high basketball IQ mm -hmm. as well, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. what, have you see, what have you seen from him, um, especially at that point guard? Because he, he reminds me mm -hmm. kind of as a, a bigger point guard like Chauncey Billups. You yeah. can back guys down. Absolutely. Experience and confidence right away you, you see it because he's he he he's seen situations he's i've watched him put guys in position and he's only been here four days like the rest of the guys but he's picked up the offense he's been able to put guys in, in the right place and certain end of the game end of the clock shot clock situations he's calm he's under he's he's, he's calm and he's experienced he's known he, he he knows how to get to uh, a shot whether it's for himself or create one for another uh, another guy on the floor and just that confidence that you want to be able to take into a, a tough atmosphere is that, you know, in, in Vegas, whether these guys know it or not, those gyms get packed and it's, it's crowded and you need guys that are comfortable playing in those type of situations that allow you to be, you know, um, composed um, down the stretch. So I think he brings a lot of confidence, a lot of experience. And the, the, the big point guard um, comparison of a Chauncey Bill, Jason Kidd, I think of Baron Davis, I think of those tight body build guys that you can do a lot of different things on the floor with them. So I'm looking forward to, 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 to seeing how he, he handles Vegas as well. On the topic of experience, Tony Rowan's a guy who's still pretty relatively young. I believe he's 26, but he's been in the league for a while, yeah. made his name with the 76ers uh, back in 14, 15. How much does it help having a guy like that who's been in the league for so long and maybe be able to share some of that experience with some of the younger guys? Oh, it's great. Great to have him. Tony's been great this week, um, playing like playing like a veteran, You know, playing his game, playing within himself. You know with Tony, you know what you, you get. He's a, he's a downhill guy. I um, mean, what I've been impressed with how he's gotten guys involved. I mean, you know he can get to the basket and score, but he's created some great situations for us just by getting in, in the paint and breaking defense down, making a pass, maybe now we call it the hockey assist, maybe the pass to the pass that, that allowed the guy to get a wide open shot. And I think, you know, we, I've been, it's been pleased to see him playing, seeing that maturity. Um, he's, he's grown from his, his game from three years ago, the last time I really saw him compete. Um, and he brought that this week in camp, and it's been good to see um, that he, he's grown a lot. A guy in it, going into his sophomore season now in the league on the roster, Troy Brown Jr., um, had a big development year last mm -hmm. year, and then near the end of it kind of came on, yeah. got a lot more minutes mm -hmm. just because of the injuries and situations with, with the roster. Yeah. What is going to be his biggest hurdle or obstacle going from first year to second year now that teams actually have video on him and mm -hmm. can scout him? Right, that's that's the thing. Now you won't he won't surprise anyone. That got teams know that he can play. He you know, like you said he played well that down down the stretch of the season. He was able to take advantage of the, the opportunities that were there for his minute standpoint, and he did well. And it carried over to the first part of camp. He he came in. He's talking more. He's confident. He was showed great leadership, getting guys into the right spots. And I'm looking forward to Troy having a, a really good summer league. I mean, he's he's his mindset is is to come in the summer league and show that you know he what he did at the end of the season wasn't a fluke that he can he can really play and he just the confidence you know he's he's talking like he's ready to go. So I'm really looking for him taking that next step of being able to be a contributor 
um, in the early part of the season with us um, on the Wizards. What do you think about the way that Isuf has looked so far? Obviously, he played overseas last year as a second-round pick mm-hmm. in last year's draft with Troy Brown Jr. What have you seen from him so far in minicamp? With Isuf, you, you know what you're going to get. He plays hard all the time. He's 100 miles an hour. And I've always told people I'd rather have to slow a guy down than to, like, you know, push him to, to get him to go. And you don't, you never have to push uh, Isuf to, to go. I mean, he's a, a guy that he's into. We told him we want to pressure the ball up the floor. He's, he's getting in passing lanes creating turnovers and, and that energy and that, that hard play is, is um, infectious and I think other guys you know start to you know, feel that energy and but he's come back lighter uh, he's, he's come back with a, a better feel for the game um, knowing where to be um, he's, he's got him in, initiating the offense a little bit so putting that type of responsibility on him you know in the early part of the, this camp and he, he's, he's responded well so uh, again another guy that you're, you're looking forward to seeing how you respond to his second year at, at a summer league in that type of that environment. Now, I, I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I didn't ask about the go-go guys. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, you've got Dikembe Dixon, mm-hmm. Noah Allen, and, mm-hmm. and Kellen Dunham. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you seen from them, especially because you had firsthand closeness with watching them develop mm-hmm. over the G League season mm-hmm. and now have them at minicamp? What have you seen just from you know, the few months with the go-go and now preparing for minicamp to get to Vegas. You can tell they play. You, you can tell they've been in these situations. All of those guys have had a good camp. And um, especially as camp went on, they really, you know, you start to see their games kind of um, kind of uh, shine because they, they, they've been in the system. They kind of knew um, some of the things we were, we were going to do. And um, they've all played well, played hard. And it's been good to see that the, the years they had in, in the G League, you no know, transfer over here to the practice in this camp. So I, I think all those guys have had great camps. Um, and I'm, I'm excited about, you know, the, the opportunity, hopefully, that they, they can get in, in the summer league. What are you most looking forward to about this upcoming summer league? Is there anything in particular that stands out? Just just, just watching guys, you know, play hard. We, we've set the tone of kind of how we want to play. And I want to see it carry over. I, I think in summer league, because you you, know, you have a short time to get prepared, so continuity and, and some of those things are sometimes are, are hard to, 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 to see that um, come to fruition, you know, what you put in and, and see um, to get the real continuity. But, but hard play and competing usually, you know, translate to wins in, in the summer league. And I if guys can, you know, they bought into it in camp, want to see how we – we, we, we move over into Vegas and how it, it translates to some good results in, in, some of the, in, in some of the games in summer league. And I think, you know, we told the guy that's what we want to do. They've committed to it. We want to see it, you know, happen in summer league. Now, I was talking with Ryan about this, and I don't know if you'd agree, but, you know, you talked about the development and the success of mm-hmm. having short time with these guys to try and translate into summer league. Mm-hmm. Is the focus on winning, or mm-hmm. is there a bigger focus on, yeah, wins are great, but right. if I can see you guys develop over the, you know, four practices and then a couple practices in Vegas and three, four, however many games you're able to successfully get through, mm-hmm. is that the bigger picture that, that you're really worried about? Absolutely, that's the bigger picture. That's 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 the picture. And I've told these guys, we, we never talked about wins all this week. We never talked about wins. We talked about, you know, you know being professional, playing hard. Um, playing, playing smart, playing together. You have a tendency sometimes guys get out there and I've seen it for 25 years, the summer league of guys, their agent, their parents, somebody's telling them and you got to show everybody that you can go. No. A lot of teams have 25-point scores and 
they're looking for guys who can you know, come in and, and fill a certain role. Like, can you be a good teammate? Can you, you know, cheer your teammate on? Can you, you know, play good defense? Can you get other guys involved? We talked about, you know, getting better every day. We've never talked about a win. We talked about every practice we wanted to be better. And the same thing with Carrie over to Vegas. We want to be better every practice, better every game at the things we've talked about doing. And we feel like if we stick to those, those core things, the results will take care of themselves, right? But we ultimately want to see guys develop, get better, and see where it takes them, you know, post-summer post league. Coach, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Once again, Robert Pack, assistant coach with the Washington Wizards. He will be one of the many coaches taking the summer league team to Vegas. You can catch it July 5th to 15th. The good news is day one apparently is already sold out for summer league, so fans are into it. Uh, coach, we appreciate your time. Right, thank, thank you. you. Thank you.